Welcome to the Dumb Idea Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share this video or podcast on any platform that you're listening on. Please visit us at www.dumbideapodcast.com. All right, welcome back. Another episode. Kind of an awkward, not awkward, but this one's going to meander probably a little bit. Um, we had talked in the past about um, how we would like some government programs for certain things. Like We've talked about how we're in favor of single-payer health care, but only if it was done properly and done right so that people benefited and we both don't i mean we both said we don't think we don't have any faith in the government to do anything. a single payer health care program correctly <laughs> anything correctly and, right, true yeah <laughs> i'm gonna say anything is you're probably right i'm sure there's something they do and we could maybe figure that out as we go along but um but health care was the biggest one because you know with the affordable care act that was put out there um, parts of it were a great idea. Parts of it sucked. And I've talked about this app a little bit, and people are going to be, oh, God, he's talking about an app. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. So, not that not that I, I needed or... or I, I was curious about it. It's, in, it's an app called GoodRx. And for those that don't know, GoodRx... You go on there, uh, you create an account with just your email. Um, you don't, you're not paying for anything. Now, we, we've also said that if you're not paying for the service, you are the service. So I'm sure GoodRx sells your information somehow to get ads in front of your face. But I've always said, for me, that's a, it's a transactional relationship. If, some, if, if an app or a, a company is going to do good things for me, then my information is worth giving up. And I think this is one in particular that the trade-off, the, 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 the so-called juice is worth the squeeze. And basically, for those that don't know, GoodRx, you put the app on your phone, you create the account, and then you put in your medications that you need. And you do them one by one, and it asks for the drug name, uh, the dosage, and then how many pills, 30, 60, 90. Most people generally we'll probably go with 90 because you get the three month supply now they even have a 120 option in there um and you put that information in and essentially what it does is it shops uh it looks for prices for that prescription at all of the pharmacies within your area and you can set the distance to 20 miles 30 miles whatever it is um so i did it i did it with the drugs that i use and yeah let's see Atorvastatin, that's a it's a cholesterol controlling statin drug. I take atorvastatin. Uh, I do forty milligram tablets and a ninety day supply. Now, I've got really good insurance though, so I pay about four to five dollars for my copay for my ninety day supply. But there are a lot of people who don't have that kind of an insurance plan. Oh yeah, they um, have a deductible or right any of that. Yeah. Um. 
or so there are some people who don't have insurance at all, or some people are on Medicare. And Medicare, well, a lot of people don't know Medicare doesn't necessarily come with prescription drug coverage. That's I think Medicare Part D, mm-hmm. and that's not mandatory. So some people don't have that. Now for that drug I just talked about, atorvastatin, forty milligrams, ninety tablets on GoodRx, and I'm looking it up as I'm speaking to you. Um, within, I'll do within ten miles of me, ten miles. Safeway, I get ninety tablets for a dollar and eighty four cents. That's cheaper than my copay. Mm-hmm. Wegmans twelve dollars thirty four cents. Weiss Pharmacy twelve dollars sixty one cents. Giant thirteen ninety one. Rade Aid fourteen ninety one. Costco twenty six ninety eight. Walmart thirty eight bucks. So you see the prices are starting to go up, right? Yeah. But there are three of those that are under that thirteen dollar mark. One of which is a dollar eighty four. Is it more of a hassle? Sure, because now I got to take my physical written prescription. I got to go to that pharmacy, and if I'm, I may only get that one prescription from there. But if I'm someone who's paying, if I'm someone who's paying fifty dollars or thirty dollars for that ninety day supply, and I'm getting that knocked down to dollar eighty four. And I only got to go once every three months to yeah. do this. Or even if even if you're getting it, say you want to keep it at the same place your other prescriptions are if you're paying 50 and say you use walgreens and walgreens is 14 bucks 14 bucks is a lot better than 50 right so maybe you do keep it there you you don't call your doctor and drive okay i gotta go to this place for this one that place for this one you just do it all at once but you're still saving money over just doing it through whatever medium you're using before sure and keep in mind this is not a paid healthcare plan. Yeah, this is you're just signing up, and, and, don't, and, and you you show the card, the coupon to the pharmacist. They scan mm-hmm. it and they give you the price. Mm-hmm. So I put in another one that I use, Pantoprazole. It's, it's a it's a GERD or indigestion drug, mm-hmm. basically like a strong Tums for the yeah. most part, uh, or Tums on steroids, whatever you want to call it. But basically, it stops the acid reflux from coming up and mm-hmm. making me choke on it. Um, Forty milligram, ninety tablets. Generally, I probably pay a five dollar copay, mm-hmm. but again, though I pay for good health insurance. Someone yeah. without any health insurance that just went on the GoodRx app could get it for the same price I do. Yeah, five dollars. Yep. Another one's twelve eighty, fourteen oh five, fourteen ten. And this doesn't include any insurance at all. No, so you're not paying any insurance premium for so this. So this is just like walking in and, and buying a pound of butter. That's it. Okay. That's it. You're not you're not paying an insurance premium. Mm-hmm. You're not paying any... Like, what the price said here, you literally tap on it, you show the pharmacist at the at the checkout, they scan it, and you get that price. Mm-hmm. That's it. It costs you zero. Yeah. And it might take you a little... It, it, it does probably add a little time to it, because, I mean, oddly enough, the two that were the cheapest for both of those are at the same pharmacy. Yeah. So I could go to one pharmacy, knock two birds out in one stone. Mm-hmm. But if you've got... if you my My thing, I guess, for this is... Is it really that helpful for someone in their 30s or 40s or 20s that don't have very many maintenance drugs? Right. Maybe not. But let's say I only have one maintenance drug. Mm-hmm. If I'm paying 20, let's say I'm paying $25, which I think is a common copay for a lot of prescription drug plans, yeah. 20 to $25. But let's say I can get it for $5. So I save myself $15 four times a year. $60 a year. Yeah. That's a night out. That's dinner for you and the wife. Yeah. Um, 
It but, was it was a tank of gas. Well, true. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> half a tank. But let's say I, let's say I'm a senior citizen though. Yeah, and I'm on four or five different maintenance drugs. You know, you've just turned that sixty into two hundred and forty dollars. Yeah. Or in some cases, I mean, and, and that's if you're paying twenty twenty dollars every three months. Let's say you're not. Let's say you're paying fifty or a hundred. And for people to think I'm nuts, you're not. You haven't checked drug prices without an insurance plan. They are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And our senior citizens, if they don't have that Medicare Part D, they're they're the ones getting hammered by a lot of this. And so I guess my my question is this. Because I started off talking about the Affordable Care Act. My question is, if this company could do this, again, there's no payment for me to get this benefit. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm probably giving them my information. They might be selling my information, but I'm getting a heck of a deal. Right. Like if, if you look at it as transactional, my information is worth the amount I'm going to save here. Right. And... But... It, for someone who's older on more maintenance drugs, and we always say we should take care of our most vulnerable, our seniors could be our most vulnerable. Some could argue that's our most vulnerable. You know, you got children, but you got seniors too. Yep. It, it's almost like they would rather the senior citizens just run down their bank accounts with medic- medication drugs, which you know could be true, um, rather than having this benefit and. They know no one over the age of 65 is going to use it because it's on an app. It's on a phone. Right. I mean, trying to get my mother to use email is crazy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She, I mean, getting, hooking, her compu- hooking her printer up to her computer is rough. You know? <laughs> Never mind. Hey, Mom. It reminds me of that commercial with the, 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 the old ladies in there. It's like, I put this picture on my wall. And it's like a <laughs> picture on a wall. Yeah. She's like... <laughs> That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> right. right. But the people that could use this the most aren't going to use it. And the government put so much money into the Affordable Care Act. They put so much money, and the states put so much money into developing the exchange websites. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking millions. Which then like crashed when they opened right they 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 paid millions for a poor product yeah these guys are literally giving away the savings for free yeah and our government couldn't do that Mm -hmm. they couldn't they didn't do the most basic thing to protect the vulnerable and protection doesn't always mean you're stopping them from you know a bullet and dying Protecting them, protecting their money, protecting their way of life. Yeah. If this can save Maybe them. so they don't have to eat cat food. Right. And, and you know, um, what it comes between, okay, well, I can pay for my drugs or I can eat. Right. And, and you know, people are going to say that's hyperbole, and it's not. Yeah. There was a movie called Love and Other Drugs, and it had Anne Hathaway, big fan of hers, and I want to say it was Jake Gyllenhaal. And I'm pretty sure I'm right. But anyway, the the story was Anne Hathaway would organize these bus trips for senior citizens to go from New York to Canada mm-hmm. to go buy prescription drugs because they were so much cheaper in Canada. Yeah. And people still do this today, by the way. Mm-hmm. 
This is this is I mean this, this movie's probably over ten years old, twelve years, twenty years old. Yeah, they're still doing this. Oh, certainly. Um, because the drugs are so much cheaper in Canada, and so for people that don't think senior citizens need help with their drug care, call, their drug prescription drug costs, just are kind of putting their head in their sand a little bit and not paying attention, or they didn't ask. I mean, mm-hmm. some people just didn't ask because you know they don't know it's a problem. Yeah. But this app alone, right here, and I, I've just shown two examples of drugs that I use that I could get the drugs for less than my copay with an unbelievable healthcare plan that we have. Um, we do we do it through my wife's work. Yeah. Um. To me, it's astounding that this app that senior citizens probably will never know how to use. There's like the government could have taken all those millions of dollars that they used to set up exchanges, um, and whatever else the money, whatever other money went into that, and they could have used it to go into senior citizen centers, uh, assisted living centers, and they could have gotten for no money other than the training. Uh, you could have paid some high school kids or given some ki- some com- uh, community service time. Yeah. To, to, to set s- these things up for the residents of homes or whatever. Right. Like, there could have been a program where we sent people, paid, unpaid, community service, whatever it is, into senior centers, senior living centers, assisted living centers, nursing homes, whatever you want. Yeah, well, and a lot of these places have in their staff essentially a benefits manager that just because I know when my mother was my mother was in a in a rehab facility um she was there for 28 days and this was shortly before a couple months before she passed away but she was there and there was a you know they knew that I talked to this lady she knew exactly how how long she could stay how much it would cost what the government would pay for how much it would cost if she left you know when how much time needed to pass when she was discharged before she could come back it would still be covered so they get really savvy with this stuff and you just train that person to do this well in some of those places they what people don't realize is they have pharmacies on site Mm -hmm. so they are the pharmacy they just don't tell you that yeah because they get the markup on the drug yeah so it's not in their best interest to go into the room with the good RX app and say, "Hey, rather than me tacking a, you know, f- what, $50 onto your bill for this pill, you could get 90 of them for you know, a quarter of the price." You know, it's funny cuz I, I remember the you know that you mentioned that the social worker at the hospital cuz this was all uncharted territory for me. I was I was not expecting to be dealing with this at the age you know, that my mom was, and then they, you know, this all occurred, you know, uh, I wasn't even 40 years old yet. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would have been ready to deal with this stuff maybe when I was hitting 50, not before I hit 40. Right. You know, and I remember the social worker at the hospital, she told us to don't use their, they filled all this stuff at the hospital rather than going in and using the nurse or the rehab facility stuff because they would have um, jacked up the price. But if you have like a 
assisted living facility or something that's like really interested in the welfare of their, of their patients, which there are some out there. They're not all evil. Right. Um, it's something that they could definitely help out with or a church group, you but, know? I mean, let's say they're not, let's say they're not price gouging. Let's mm-hmm. say they're just charging what the pharmacy down the road is. Yeah. They're still not going to be cheaper than something like this app. Right. That could, yeah. It, 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 even if it lowers it by $50 a month. Yeah. A lot of senior citizens don't have extra cash, especially from that era. Yeah, at least the, like, I don't want to say like, I was gonna say that the World War II generation, where they a lot of them depended on Social Security as their retirement, mm-hmm. or, um, but even some of the generations that came after them, they 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 do rely on Social Security. Yeah, that's their retirement. They paid into it. They feel it's a retirement. It's essentially for them. It was a four hundred one k. Yeah, that's a whole other topic for discussion whether it is or it isn't. But yeah, you know, basically they're on this fixed income. And it's not that much money. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my in laws live on that fixed income, and they make every dollar work. Yeah, uh, especially if rent. I mean, with as high as rent has gotten, I mean they they are squeezed. Yeah, <clears throat> and a lot of their cost is prescription drug costs. And but my thing, like with, with some of these assisted living places, um, or or even like. The, the small urgent cares that have popped up, those are like the biggest business there is right now. Mm-hmm. And they don't make money on, on the visit. They make money on the drugs that they're selling you. Yeah. Because they always ask you. You know, when you go into like, for us, it's like patient first or priority care clinics or whatever the urgent care clinic, you know, or they do the kid, the kids one the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, they always they always say, oh, would you, would you like to get the uh, prescription here? We can fill that for you right now. Yeah, and mom and dad are like, "Hey, I don't have to go to the drugstore and wait an hour," mm-hmm. or, you know, or, or you're you're just in in pain. You know, you've had this hor- horrible cough, and they're willing to give you the the antibiotic and the cough suppressant. Both, of course, they're prescriptions. Yeah, right there, you, you can walk out with them. Mm-hmm. You don't have go to go home and go to bed. Right, and you know they, they don't realize that you're they're charging you fifty dollars for it. Or sixty, and that's with insurance. Yeah. If you don't have insurance, oh, that's one hundred and ten dollars. Yeah. So that medicine that you, the one that costs a dollar fourteen cents or whatever it is, yeah. what what's the uninsured, just straight up cost? Like some swinging dick walks into the Safeway and wants to buy that with. That's a good point. Let's see. So the one the one that was a dollar, I think, was the uh, Lipitor. Let me see what that one was. Hold on. Torvastatin. Um okay, so that's the one that's a dollar eighty four. Let me see. Where can I where would I find just like a regular price? Let me just type it in. Let me see. Tor Statin. Uh we need a guy to sit here and Google stuff for uh, us. We need a Jamie. We got no Jamie. Yeah. So what if anyone's if anyone's looking for, for work Un- uh, unpaid work. Hit us up. We don't pay well. <laughs> Uh, meaning we don't pay at all. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. 90 day supply cost. Let's see. Plus my Google skills aren't great. Uh, see, I'm looking online though. So of course, GoodRx is like the first yeah. search thing that comes up. Um, geez. And a Torvastatin is probably not the best one to choose either because it's a generic already. Yeah. 
Um, oh my God. Without insurance, the average monthly cost of a brand name Lipitor prescription is around $430 oh, for 30 10 milligram tablets. <laughs> That's more than 10 bucks a pill. Let's see. The retail price of a Torvastatin calcium for, uh, so that's the generic, yeah. the generic, uh, for 30, 40 milligram pills. And mm-hmm. so that was, now we're on the same milligram pills that yeah. I, I was taking $127. Okay. Yeah. So now in the good RX app, so that was for 30 127 was for 30 mm-hmm. in the good RX app. You can get 90 for a dollar 34. Right. So that's what, let's see, 127, so 130, that's, uh, let's see, 360, 390 versus $1.84. (laughs) And all you had to do was open an app. Yeah. But some people don't have it. But again, though, for someone who's not insured, and someone's taking that med, if someone's seriously paying $390 for a 90-day supply versus a dollar, or two, I'll say I'll round up to two. Yeah, it's two dollars, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it's and again though, why? Everyone says healthcare is a right. Healthcare is a right. Where are those people that want to to do single payer, and 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 you know, we we want to do single payer, but the government can't do it right, and this is proof of that. Right here, yeah. If this, if this, if these guys who created this app or this company or whoever it is can create this app and get you something that costs the guy on the street three hundred and ninety dollars for a ninety day supply of a statin drug that lowers cholesterol, so you don't have heart attacks or strokes or strokes, and they're okay with someone paying three hundred and ninety dollars for it, and this app says no. Nah, Dollar eighty four. Yeah, but our government's cool with three ninety. <laughs> three hundred nine, not three dollars ninety cents. Three hundred and ninety dollars. Right. <laughs> right. So that and and that's why I say and I don't trust the government to do single payer right. No. They're they're because I, I feel, and I'm sure there is some proof out there that the people, the the the, the pharmaceutical industry. Big Pharma is in cahoots with the government yeah. to well, get money. Well, remember Big Pharma was like the enemy? Are they? Yeah, they were until, until, until the vaccine, right? Now, now Big Pharma is like the darling. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. But By the way, for people who don't think they were in bed, look at the latest probably three earnings reports for Pfizer and Merck. Was it Merck? No. Who was the other one? AstraZeneca. Was one. Who was the other? It was Pfizer, Moderna. Yeah. Was um, AstraZeneca one of them? They they were the ones that got theirs pulled. Okay. Um, they didn't pay the right person. Yeah. <laughs> um, they greased the right wheel. They did not. No. <laughs> they, they apparently either did Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which is surprising because I thought Woody Johnson was on. Uh, yeah. I thought he was on someone's good side. Um. But it, it, look at their earnings reports, and specifically the part where they made the profits off of the vaccine. Yeah, like that—that that was <laughs> that was not a benevolent act. That yeah. was not pro bono. Yeah, they got 
a lot. They they made record profits because of that. Mm-hmm. And it, it was supposed to be we're all in this together. Yeah. Well, apparently they weren't in it together with us. <laughs> they were in it for the money. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah, but they, but again, for people who say it can't be done, well, I got proof. It I got proof right here, and no one can, and I don't think anyone can disprove me because I got it sitting right in front yeah. of me. And I've actually I've actually gone in with a GoodRx coupon mm-hmm. just to see if it will work. It worked, so it's legit. Yeah, and I'm wondering. So, so we obviously know that that. You know, and they say that that government involvement in healthcare is you know drives costs up, or insurance company involvement because they they're going to charge whatever the insurance company will pay. Um. So and it's neat like living in this area because we're so close to D.C. We get a lot of commercials where you wouldn't get them in other areas of the country because they're trying to influence lobbyists and maybe a <laughs> maybe a congressperson or someone that's on or a you know, a staffer, whoever it is. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of neat here that you get the commercials for, from, you know, from the pharma pharmaceutical lobby, from big oil, from all these different yeah. lobbies. You're like, why is this a commercial on TV? Like you're watching a football game. You're just a schlub. You're expected to see like, you know, a beer commercial, maybe some tits, something like that. And it's, no, it's from the, you know, from API. You know, right. talking about how great the petrochemical industry is. Like, what? Why is this? But hey, it's DC. Like, that's what you get. Um, <laughs> but you know, you look at at the the cost of you know they, they will pay. And you know, when I when my mother was in the rehab, I said, "Well, what's the day to day cost?" You know, and they said some something ridiculous. I said, "Well, does that include anything?" They're like, no, that's just to be here. And I said, "What?" Why is that so hard? Like it's this, it's free for this because well, because that's what the government pays. So they know that that's what they're going to pay. So they make the cost that, um, you know. So say it's it's a hundred. I think it was like one hundred fifty bucks a day or something like that. So it's one hundred fifty dollars a day just to be in the building, just to have the privilege of being in this dump. You get that much. They get that much money, and that's because that's what the government will pay. I have, a good so, story. I have a good story for that too. Yeah. So, so like if if she's not there because I don't want to pay that, they're just going to find someone else that will. And for every day that she's there, not paying that rate, that means that somebody else that is isn't there on the government's dime getting paid that rate. Yeah. So when my grandmother was, uh, she had some she had some health issues as she got older. So she was in assisted living. I want to say from like 73 to like 86. Mm-hmm. So long, long term, right? In order to get Medicaid to cover it, my dad had to make sure she had no money in her bank account. Yep. Because they check your bank account. They also do a look back. Yep. And so my dad, to make sure that she had some cash, would always just give her cash to keep in the room like in the place with her mm-hmm. she couldn't have a bank account though yeah or, or she had a bank account and they'd keep it like at 20 dollars, yeah. 30 something really low um but my dad would make sure she had cash to do what she wanted with um but of course my grandmother always thought people were stealing from her anyway like she thought this cash was always yeah going out the door um but 
like that's an unfortunate situation that you have to purposefully make yourself as poor as possible. Yeah. So that the government will pay for for your health. Like again, protecting our most vulnerable. That's not yeah. it. And and this is a benefit that they all paid into. Right. Um and that we're currently paying into whether we ever get to actualize it or not is another question but well, and they, they like they took all of her social security money yeah and then they had to make sure she was still and they, they were still getting money from medicaid because she qualified for medicaid mhm i mean like why you like they intent, like you're just going to make her poor yeah so she and can the, have some kind of health care and and this the same thing happened to my wife's grandmother um she started failing and they kind of recognized it. So they, you know, they essentially, they liquidated all of her assets and essentially it was just the, the, the kids all took, um, you know, the aunts and uncles all took control of it. But so she had nothing, but they had to wait. Now, thankfully she had money in the bank and was able to pay for a home health worker to stay with her. Mm -hmm. But that was a lot of money. I think it was, it was, that is not cheap. Yeah, it was like five hundred bucks a week. It was a lot of money. That's um, a, so when we had that experience, it was almost like shit, I want to say it was like three grand a month. Yeah, maybe it was something like that. But it, it I mean, it's a lot. It's <clears throat> it's uh, it was significant. But she had the cash to be able to pay for that. Yep. The second five years was up because they do that five year look back. They were able to get her into, you know, a facility. But she needed to be. She couldn't be at home anymore anyway. Um. But it's like you're going to force someone to do that, and like then there's like long term care insurance that you could buy, um, which that's a. So my we my dad had long term care insurance mm-hmm. because he declined so rapidly. He didn't. I guess he didn't meet the. Uh, so he had essentially he had to be admitted for three months into a facility before they'd start paying. Mm-hmm. Well, three months in one of the in a, like a decent place. Yeah, four or five grand oh, yeah. a month. Yeah, and your policy won't start kicking in mm-hmm. until then. Yeah. Well, by then he'd passed. Mm-hmm. So then he didn't even get the benefit of the plan. Yeah. So if people are going to get a long term health care plan, they got to look into it and make yeah. sure and see what the time you have to be in the facility before they start paying is. Yeah. See what what their definition of long term is. Yes. Um. Because obviously, in your father's case, it wasn't based on prognosis; it was based on yeah, and, you know, and days in, and that and that was so. His and his was uh, it could have covered in home care, mm-hmm. but because he he passed before the start date, or yeah. his start date to to passing date wasn't long enough, yeah, for them to start for them to start paying, mm-hmm. and so they essentially paid in all those years for nothing and got nothing. Yeah. Now some of the benefit will roll over to my mother, but my mother, even my mother was saying she's like, "I'm never, I'm probably never going to use this policy," and it was just like, "Wow, we we kind of got duped a little bit." I mean, not. I'm sure it has benefits. I'm sure people that use it are, it's great. But I wonder how many people kind of get screwed out of the benefit yeah. because of like that technicality of well, you, it, it, when you think, I mean, it, I would think the insurance company. Would love it if someone went downhill that quick, because mm-hmm. your out of pocket expense wouldn't be that much. And know yeah. how many people would would like the the, the they would pay like they would want it because it paid out so soon. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, how many people heard about 
that policy for my parents were like, well, wait a minute. I've got that policy. Yeah. Well, I need to cut that out. Yeah. I don't know. I, but uh, health I know it sounds like a cliche, but healthcare in this country is ridiculously bad. Now, don't get me wrong. People are going to say, well, these are where the best doctors are, and you can get appointments when you need them. I, I get that part of it. That part is nice. But you could have that and not have just the gouging of people. Yeah. And, and I have some friends that are that, that live in Canada, and they, you know, and that's they always compare this. Oh, well, you know, you have to wait months to see a doctor. No, you have to wait months to get, like, a boob job. <laughs> like, that's what you have to wait. Elect, like, truly elective stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, and I think as much as an idealist, I'd like to see a third party that, or a full, you know, um, you know, that, that option that would work. We kind of know that it's kind of a pipe dream, a pie in the sky type of deal that it's not going to, um, there's just too much money to be made. And I think it's so, it's so entrenched. There's no way to get. Because they're just paying off the pol- they're just paying off their politicians, so yeah. you know they're 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 going to get what they want, um, and, and, and they're not just paying off one side. Yeah, they're paying off both. Oh, sure they are, and and that's the like a lot of these big company corporations that donate, they donate equally, but they they hedge their bet, you know. Oh sure. Well, um, I mean, I, yeah, I remember when when. Uh, I think it was Bernie Sanders put together the plan just to allow Medicare to negotiate drug prices because mm-hmm. Medicare isn't allowed to negotiate drug, but whatever whatever the company sets is what it is. Yeah, and Medicare has no say in it. And Bernie Sanders put out a plan and put it. It, it got a vote in the Senate. And I remember, I'll, I'll always remember this: Cory Booker, who is the senator from New Jersey, mm-hmm. is a Democrat. Yeah, and he voted against it. And what no one really realized was that some of these pharmaceutical companies are incorporated in New Jersey yeah. and are big donators to his campaign. So it, I, I find it I find it funny when some pundits just kind of point to Republicans and say, oh, they're for big business. Yeah. They're they're in the far, big pharma's pocket. And well, you might want to look at all the donations yeah. before you just point a finger at one because they're all in the pocket. And then to, to, to slam the right a little bit, where's all the... Let the market decide. The free market. We'll let the free market. Well, by just letting these companies set where, oh, yeah, this this drug that uh, you can get on on GoodRx for a dollar eighty four, the the list price is nine hundred dollars. Like, right. where's the free market in that? Right. They're just charging whatever they want to charge, and if the if the government who becomes their biggest customer and sets the price. So if they're selling X amount to the to the government for between Medicare, Medicaid, the different benefits that are offered, say let's even throw VA in there, right? Because that's a huge purchaser yeah. of this too. Yep. Um, and just they can't negotiate the price at all. They're like, hmm, I think that this is going to cost one billion dollars. Like, okay, even if you just ran Medicare and the VA through blue cross blue shield because blue cross and blue shield negotiate the drug prices yeah that their policyholders pay yeah so even if you just allowed another insurance company to do let's say you even said okay medicare 
Medicare, Medicaid, and the VA have to pay the highest negotiated price of an insurance company. Yeah. Okay. But at least you, at least they're taking a negotiated price and not just whatever the pharmaceutical company must pay. But where, where's the... Where's like the fiduciary responsibility? Right. Yeah. This isn't your money, and this is what these these with these asshole politicians. It's not yours. It's ours. It belongs to the people, and you're just doing whatever you want to with it to grease the wheels so that some some other rich asshole gives you more money on your in your campaign. And so, so some CEO can make forty three million in annual salary, and another twenty million probably in perks. Yeah. And let's not forget their stock options that they get there. All the other, you know, ways to to get around um, taxes. Texas. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. Yeah. But it's it's you, you look at that and you're like, it's definitely none of them are looking out for anyone. They're, they're looking out for themselves. And it's you know it's not that I come to this realization now. I think yeah. we've all known it with all kinds of things. You know, even the you know the from from the previous episode like they're not looking out for anyone but themselves well and i guess that's why i mean that's why i was bringing up the good rx app because people are going to say okay well what's your solution well i guess right now good rx is my solution to at least drug care prices yeah or, or drug costs yeah it's proven it can be done mm-hmm. and again this was you don't pay anything for that i can literally go into safeway and pay a dollar thirty four for a ninety day supply of generic Lipitor. Yeah. And I didn't pay a dime for that information. Yep. And Medicare and Medicaid using taxpayer money is going to pay three hundred and ninety dollars for that same ninety day supply. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what you know. And I, I may have said this before, but you know, this is the problem we let lawyers and accountants dictate healthcare policy when it should be patients and providers and you know physicians and and you know cuz you go through it and you think well they're not they're looking out for the for the bottom line and you know the the lawyers and then you have um I think you'd also have to look at the cost of malpractice insurance and yeah you know, I, I, I'm trying. I might be wrong on the numbers, but this is my father-in-law's orthopedist. Orthopedists have some of the highest malpractice insurance that there is, and you know, they. I want to say it was. This is probably 15 years ago. Um, that his that my father-in-law's the one doctor at this one practice it was like three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year in insurance premiums. So just to make, he has to come out three hundred fifty grand a year before he's turned the lights on or paid right. staff or right. anything. Yeah, and who pays for that? We, we all pay for that, you know, or our insurance company pays for it. But then it raises the premiums on on that. So, you know, um, yeah, that's where the lawyers come in. You know, lawyers and accountants dictating policy, and then. Uh, you know, the, the political class with their, you know, greasing the wheels to let it all keep going. Right. And and like you said, it, it's at our expense. Yeah. I think not just through Medicare, because, I mean, eventually when we end up on Medicare, sure. But, I mean, we're we're paying the taxes now for Medicare. Yeah. And 
we can't opt out. Right. And to be honest with you, I, I think if the if the money were spent properly, no one would care. Yeah. Every make cool. This is a good benefit that I'll get later on down the road and that people can enjoy now. Yeah, and I don't think anyone, I mean, you know, and that's what the what the thing was, was, you know, you, you have the most, the people that are the most difficult to insure being taken care of by the government because if it wasn't for that, then, you know, the second they get to that high risk stage, no one's going to touch them. You know, it's yeah. like the, like, you know, insuring the, the, the person who's old that has all kinds of health care problems like who's what's the insurance premium on the 19 year old kid driving a Corvette that has three DUIs? You know, that's the, <laughs> the, the risk is the same right. per, from your insurance standpoint. So, but it, everything they touched, it just gr- drives the cost even higher and higher. You know, healthcare is one, one area where, it, where it's driven high by, um, by heavy government involvement and look at education. There's another one that's, that's through the roof with uh and costs and keeps going up so while you were talking about that i was i was looking on good rx i just want to see something because i i used to have to take a drug that was uh, uh to increase my white blood count um it was a drug called nulasta mm-hmm. it was it's a syringe shot you take one and i just want to see what one syringe of of nulasta cost now keep in mind not many people this isn't a maintenance drug. It's not a generic. It's not yeah. not a lot of people use it. There's no generic of it either. The lowest price for this thing for one syringe six thousand three hundred and eight dollars. <laughs> now here's the thing. I I remember. So I had to I had to have twelve of those. Mm-hmm. Now luckily I had hit my max uh deductible by that point so i I didn't pay anything for it because i i already maxed my deductible out and for imagine someone though that had to go through the same thing i did you can't even use i mean you can't even use good rx for that it's still six thousand dollars for one right now multiply that by 12 and and (laughs) so for people to be like oh there's no i can't believe all these these people must be uh must have had elective surgeries to be in medical debt or or, the, or what? no 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 just yeah. to to survive something catastrophic yeah think about it, six times twelve yeah uh, I, I, you're talking almost seventy eighty thousand dollars just for one drug oh yeah I feel like sorry guys it's been real yeah. <laughs> right and, and that's not even the one that's going to save you yeah that's just the one to keep your white blood cell count up right. To make sure you don't get infections right. and stuff. And I'm sure some of this stuff is worth that much money. Right. You know? Um, but remember the remember that guy, the the the, the pharma bro? <laughs> Martin uh, Shkreli? Yeah. yeah. And he went and jacked the cost up of, like, EpiPens because he could. Right. And, you know. His defense was, well, everyone does this. <laughs> he literally said that. Yeah. Like, well, this is... A lot of companies buy the patents for drugs and then push up the price. Yeah. Okay, but you're doing it with insulin. Right. Or no, no, you're doing it with the with an EpiPen to keep people alive. Right, to keep little kids alive when they eat a peanut or get stung by a bee. This thing went off patent, it should be five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you made it five thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Jerk. Make it fifty. <laughs> like, and I can't believe people don't like me. Right. Well, you look like a freaking alien. 
Right. And you're an ass. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got a double whammy there, buddy. Yeah. And then, well, and then he bought the, the he bought that Wu Tang album that they they made one of. Yeah. And he bought it, and he didn't share it with. Like, he didn't give. Like people thought, oh, someone's gonna buy it, and they're gonna give it out to the world for them to listen. To. No, no. He's kept it, and no one's heard, no one's heard the last Wu Tang album. Yeah. Thanks, ass. Yeah. But I like Wu Tang. I do. And now, if I was like, you know, I'm not paying two million Rizzo, for it. Jizza, or you know, yeah. uh, ODB, I would just go and you know what? <laughs> Screw you, farmer, bro. I'm gonna. <laughs> it's free. It. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> why, why did they force download that onto iTunes? Yeah, like, so that stupid U2 album. <laughs> I got that dumbass U2 album. <laughs> and the edge. Yeah. <laughs> Ass. Like, the edge. I'm the edge. Yeah. If someone, if some, if my daughter brings home someone and he says, "I'm the edge," I'm like, just get out. Well, the edge is sitting in the driveway, dude. <laughs> right. Get out! Here. I can at least drive the edge to work. You're worthless. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of an asshole you got to be to just say, "Call me the edge"? Right. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Yeah. Or when Prince changed his name to a symbol. <laughs> like, what is that? It's- I, so I heard there was an actual reason behind that. Like, there was some like legal reason. Like, he had to do it, so, like, he didn't... I think it was, like, some accounting maneuver for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish I could remember what it was, though. I think I YouTubed it. Yeah. Like, the real reason Prince changed his name. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, an actual story. He's not just... He wasn't just trying to be a dick and be, I'm the edge. Right. Yeah, like, what kind of... It's, it sounds like a... You know how, like, people make up a nickname for themselves yeah, and it's yeah. always stupid? Yes. Like, you made up a nickname for yourself, which is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> And you ch- chose that one. Because <laughs> you ask a little kid, like, hey, uh, if you had a nickname, like, what would it be? Like, oh, I'd be Slayer. Or, like, I'd be, <laughs> you know, D- Destroyer or whatever. Like, a little boy. <laughs> right. You know, and then a little girl, you're like, I- I'm the fairy unicorn. Like, it's a stupid nickname. No one's going to call you that. But, like, he <laughs> made a nickname up for himself. It's not even cool, like, Slayer. Right. <laughs> you know? It's, right. It's the edge. <laughs> what are you the edge of? Right. No, no, just the edge. The edge of stupidity is what. <laughs> Think so, so back in the nineties, they were they were. Things I like. I, my, I, YouTube made some great music, so you know. <laughs> I, that was a, honestly. I, I don't think I knew he was the edge until I got older. And he's the guy that has the. He's the one that always wears that like skull cap. I think so. He looks like he's about to like be a cat burglar in an '80s movie. Yeah. Um, it's only, but so another '80s '90s rocker, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Remember Flea? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounded stupid too. But yeah. it, at least he looked like he was an immature ass, right? Who I mean, would he, have a nickname like Flea? And he played every every concert in tidy whities. That's all he wore. Right, it was tidy. He was a good bassist. Right, you know, I don't even know what instrument the Edge plays. I think he also plays the bass. Oh, really? Yeah. And who's the other guy in you two? There's gonna be at least two more dudes, right? No, yeah, there's two. I have no idea who they are. You just know of Bono and the Edge and the other guys. Well, it's kind of like Metallica. You know Lars, and you know the in the front man. Wait, there's Lars Ulrich, James Hatfield, and two other dudes. <laughs> yeah, Dave Mustaine used to be in mm-hmm. in uh, Metallica, then he left and formed Megadeth. Actually, you want you want to know what Metallica is to me? Dead because of what they did with Napster. Yeah, well, like, easy Lars. Yeah, but then I mean, I pretty much kind of stopped listening to their news. Like the last album, they, the good one they made was the Black Album, and 
I mean, don't be wrong. I mean, I, I'm not, I used to. I mean, I like their old stuff, but Lars didn't. Lars didn't understand why Napster came to exist. Yeah, because the the record companies were charging twenty two dollars for a, you know, a fifteen song CD. Were only, were only like maybe tw- two two, of the songs two to three of the songs were yeah. worth listening to. Yeah, that's why people were were ripping your music, Lars. Yeah, they weren't trying to screw you. Your record company was trying to screw all the people. Yeah. So sit on that. Yeah. You, and you were a millionaire by then. Yeah. And from, lo- load and reload were crap. So. Well, that's the um, thing. Like they were, they were literally bands and groups were just putting out albums to meet their contract. Because mm-hmm. back then the contract was here's your contract, and you owe me five albums. Yeah. Well, five albums. I mean, you got to, cre- and each album had to be a minimum of eighteen songs or something mm-hmm. like that. It was crazy. Yeah. And so they were just putting out garbage songs to f- to fill an album so they could check it off the list. Yeah. Then they would go on tour, play the hits from their first album, which is what everyone wanted anyway. Mm-hmm. But people were like, "Well, this is my band. Yeah, yeah I- I'm going to go buy it. Man, this- they're going to come out with a good one this time." And it never was. Yeah. Ve- very rarely were any of those. I mean, there are some albums like, um, you know, Pearl Jam's that. Their their big breakthrough album. Every song on that's good. But their second album. Every song on that's good. Um, third one was junk. Yeah, Insomniac Every- from Green Day was awesome. Uh, Everything else was shit. Yeah, yeah. Then they so, got all uh, political and. Listen, I, I, I I'm gonna go on a limb here. Eminem. First album, mm-hmm. awesome. Everything else since then. Garbage. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know, like, the, the rap people, like, the, the, the music people. Oh, but his lyricism is great. He, it's on another level. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if no one's listening to it because the composition and the words, the composition of the music sucks. Yeah. He, you know, it's like when, when two-thirds of his first album were freaking bangers that you could drive and you put it in your car and you're just driving mm-hmm. around banging that stuff and you didn't have to swap CDs out because eight of ten songs were awesome. Yeah. And then he puts out an album and maybe one out of 18 was good? Mm-hmm. Nah, sorry, bro. Yeah. I don't care how good your lyricism is. I can't listen to half of this junk. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've, I've never been a huge Eminem fan anyway, so... I like that first album. Um, yeah. You know? Then there was D12, which was like his... Yeah, his, get out of here with that. His boys that he, were like... He got his boys paid. I, I, I understand exactly what <laughs> D12 was. D12 got your boys a record deal. Yeah. Got them some some of that, you know, so Dr. Dre up. money. Yeah. And cool. I understand it. Just don't... You know, you went on MTV and told me it was awesome, so I probably got that one too. And there was one song worth listening to, and that's the one you put on the radio. But it's Me, funny, now no one buys albums anymore. Nope. And you just stream the songs you like. And, like, even the record label model is going down the... Down it's Because kids are breaking on YouTube. They're breaking on, you know, different... They don't even make cars with CD players anymore. Yeah. So, if you're going to go buy a CD, what are you going to play it in? Yeah. Your, your disc man? <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think both of my cars still have them. But my in-laws just bought a car. They bought a 22 CRV. And it does not have one. 
and my mother was always like, "How am I going to listen to music?" I said, "It's called Apple Music, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to do. It's fourteen bucks a month for a family plan, yep. and you can listen to whatever you want." So it, it was funny. I was I was talking about that with someone. How the music industry, you know, CDs are done, tapes are done, albums are 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 going kind of the way of the dodo, and. Yeah, it, it's you're, you're paying your subscription fee. You're paying your your ten. It's almost like Netflix. Yeah. Except for music. Yeah. And, and you know, I think the artist gets paid per play or something like that. So, yeah, it, I think yeah, with Spotify, Pandora, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah they. I think Pandora's owned by SiriusXM now. Yeah. And yeah, they get paid per play. And but a majority of musicians' money though has always come from touring and merch. Mm-hmm. And it still is. Yeah. That's why I never understand. I, I, I mean, I get it to an extent. But when these artists complain that they're not getting paid for their music, it's like I kind of think you you kind of knew the deal going in. Like yeah. the the music on the radio for you was to sell like concert tickets and merch. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so you got paid by the play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but who knows? I mean, I, I, she got a guy like Tom McDonald. He puts his money. He puts his music out there on the streaming platforms and gets paid per play. But the guy also puts his videos out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And when he puts out a new video, he gets like 4 million views. Yeah. Well, if you're getting a dollar per thousand, it adds up. Yeah. And especially if you're putting out a song every other Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know what the calculation is on that, but that's, that's a nice little chunk of change. Yeah. And that's how, as a musician, like, he might not tour, but he's found a way to get paid for his music. Um. And he's completely independent. He doesn't. He has no record label, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that has nothing to do with healthcare. Zero. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> so I got off of my Lars tangent. Yeah. I. Yeah. Uh, I really don't like Metallica after that. Like that, it left such a sour taste in my mouth. Um, but yeah, yeah, flying in on your private jet and complaining about how you're not like. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fly to the. The uh, the climate change uh, conference alone on my private jet, right? And then scold all of you little peons about grilling. Yeah, like they were literally trying to say that using charcoal grill on your on your, your backyard barbecue was harming the environment. I hate them all. As he fl- as as they flew back and forth over the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, at least at least and couldn't couldn't even carpool. You couldn't even plane pool, and you're gonna tell me not to grill some steak. You need okay, <laughs> like oh god, you gotta get your reality check is so far gone by that point. <laughs> yeah, if you're yelling at me for using charcoal, <laughs> my at barbecue's least, killing the at environment. Least, at least Greta Thunberg sailed here. You won't sail <laughs> And then, that girl, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sure. I, I feel like she probably believes in what she's doing, but man, does she get memed and gift? Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like maybe you might want to run your uh, your speech by some people next time. And she's she's an adult now, so we can all make fun of her freely. It's not make fun of, making fun of a kid anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah. How dare you? How dare you? Oh, I dared. Yeah. I will dare to barbecue this weekend. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greta. And that cow farted a lot or burped. <laughs> right. And, Did the, you and, see the, and the runoff from a shit? They, they wanted to like put masks over 
cow's mouth <laughs> to catch the bird. How do how do we take these people seriously? Like, <laughs> how, how do you how do you? I'm laughing, dude. Take, I mean, that's your idea. That was a real idea. Is by to the put way. a freaking mask. Like, I guess everyone has to wear masks now, but this is so. That they, where do you think it goes? <laughs> do they make a special mask for the cow? Yeah, to put it over its. It's this. This is why we need to get video on this show, <laughs> right? So that we can like show the absurdity. But how do you? How do we take that seriously? And and I, I want to listen to you, who just flew somewhere by yourself, in a in a Gulf Stream mm-hmm. or or a Boeing business jet, and landed there. And you're going to pontificate and condescend about that. And you're telling me to, you, not to grill, and we're going to put a mask on a on a freaking cow. So this is Bert, and we're supposed to take you seriously. And then the other part of that whole thing is. They've said that the the world's going to end from climate change. Like every twenty years for the last forty, oh, it's going to end by twenty twenty. Yeah, still here. That's going to end. Every, it goes every. They just move the goalposts. As they as they eventually, just, they yes, the ocean it will for, end. They yeah. bought the oceanfront property last week. Yeah, yeah. I thought the I thought the seas were rising. Yeah. The oceans. I thought, weren't we they should rising? have oceanfront property by now. We're like four miles from the bed. Right. <laughs> Like, where's my dock? Didn't you know that was my plan? <laughs> Buy here, and eventually I'll be on the ocean. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start building a bay. dock. People are like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm getting ready for the forest to rise. <laughs> just put out your, back, yeah. put out your backyard. I'm going to put a contender out there just sitting in the grass. <laughs> it's Noah's Ark, just a smaller version of it. It'll be a... So, uh, it'll be... <laughs> why do you have a boat out there? Well, in 10 years, it's going to be floating. Yeah, so. John Kerry said from his Gulf Stream, right. he's going to... The, we're all going to die, so I need my <laughs> boat so I can catch fish. <laughs> yeah, it, but it, I mean, and, and the thing was, we're going back to healthcare. Um, like the good, I mean, like I, I know I've been plugging good. Yeah, they're not paying us for this. We're not getting paid for by them at all. The only the only reason why I brought it up is just to prove that there are people out there <laughs> smart enough to do these things. That are actually beneficial to people. Mm-hmm. The actual people that live on this in this planet. There are people smart enough to come up with solutions. Yeah. They're just not in the government. <laughs> and, and that's a really harsh thing to say because I think the government probably does a lot of good work in certain areas. Mm-hmm. And then they do some really bad work in some other areas. And the the... the the key to what do they say? The key to success is knowing what you don't know. Yeah. And, but I, I don't, I don't, if I ever thought a politician, well, I, I don't think any of these politicians have the goal of success. I think they have the goal of getting reelected and getting rich. Yeah. Well, it's because, so no one in politics, so let's take presidential politics because it's a four year cycle. And so no one in, in politics is playing the long game past four to eight years because mm-hmm. they don't care. Once they hit their eight years, you know, look, look how watered down Obamacare got got over the, you know, the time. And then, you know, there's some Supreme Court decisions and stuff like that. But, um, you know, and then there was the whole virtue signaling from the Republican Party. They all had to get their chance to to vote to repeal Obamacare. Even though it was going right to Harry Reid's Senate, where they knew it was dead on arrival, but they still wasted a whole bunch of time doing it anyway. Um, but he doesn't care anymore. 
No. He's gone, you know? Um, so I, I just, you know, they're, they're not, they're not playing the long game at all. There's no one there that says, so like some, some cities, um, you have the mayor and county, but they have a, a city manager. Mm-hmm. So the mayor and all these people can grandstand and do all their shit, but the actual business of the city is being done by a professional. Right. And. But it seems like even the professionals that are supposed to be running this, they've all been bastardized by the whole process, too. Well, so a lot of the, uh, this is how it kind of works. The political person is technically the person in charge. Mm-hmm. And the city manager, or the city planner, whoever is the, the highest civilian. Yeah. Well, they have to, they almost have to do what the political person wants because the political person can fire them. Yeah. And the civil servant is starting trying to hang out of their job. I mean, they got kids, they got they, mm-hmm. they're just like everyone else. They got a job they want to keep. Yeah. So yeah, they might know better, but if they want to keep that job, you kind of got to toe the line. Yeah. So they almost become political on by default because they, they kind of have to do what the guy wants, what mm-hmm. the political person wants. I mean, and if people, I mean, people always said, well, how, what are they supposed to do? Like, what are, what are they supposed to do to make things better? And I'm probably going to get flamed for this, but a, it, there's two good examples. One, there's one in Israel where they've set up five desalinization plants mm-hmm. to create drinking water out of seawater. Is it expensive? Yes, it is. Is there a return on the investment? Not right now, but you're essentially able to take non-usable human you can't use salt water for anything in human consumption yeah. you can't use it for irrigation you can't use it for drinking they found a way because there was a water there's a water issue in the middle east mm-hmm. they had a long vision to start this program back i think in the 60s now someone said they started even thinking about it before israel even became their land mm-hmm but let's say it started in the 60s or 70s. <clears throat> they had the foresight to say, look, we're going to run out of water. We need a solution. And then they cr- they slowly developed the technology to do desalinization. Yeah. To now the point where they're, uh, they have excess water. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they created the drinking water from the desalinization. They used recycled wastewater for irrigation. Mm-hmm. So, but it, so the desalinization water is for drinking. The wastewater is then used for irrigation. Mm-hmm. They still have enough water, fresh water, to export. Yeah. Which was one of the reasons why the UAE signed a peace deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because Israel, not that they're shipping water, mm-hmm. they're sending the technology for desalinization yeah. to some of these other Arab countries mm-hmm. in exchange for the peace deal. Right. Now, because no yeah, because no matter whether you read the Quran or the Torah, right. you still got to drink. You still need water, right? Yeah. And so, now was that the sole reason for it? I don't know. And what would stop someone from taking the technology, using it, and then saying, "Okay, I'm back. I hate you again." Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm, I'm sure there's an answer somewhere in there. Yeah. But the other example, and this is the one I'm going to get flamed for, is Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. So, what did he do? 
So while all these other people were talking about climate change, he went and made electric cars uh, viable for the consumer to yeah. buy. Is the largest seller of electric vehicles in a country that loves combustion engines. Mm-hmm. Basically, he made it okay to buy one. Yeah. Not hybrids. Fully electric. Yeah. For, and, and there's a whole debate. We always talk about whether they're actually more better for the or better for the environment than combustion engines but whatever let's say you're on board with that yeah. then he he did that he is creating other modes of transportation to take cars off the road mm-hmm. with the hyperloop and the boring company mm-hmm. he also uh reduced the cost of going into space with a reusable rocket yeah and then all these people that wanted to talk about helping rural communities or getting high-speed internet into the homes of people who uh, who needed it most. Rural, inner city, where, they, where the major companies wouldn't go lay fiber because it was too expensive. Mm-hmm. Created Starlink. Yeah. Which, in two short years, or maybe three short years, has grown into... A, a viable high-speed internet company. And not only is it stationary, he's now got a mobile one. Mm-hmm. So you can drive, you can literally be driving. So you're not, you're not tethered to your home anymore. Yeah. You can take the dish wherever you want. You pay an extra 20 bucks a month and you can take it wherever you want to go. Mm-hmm. But imagine for rural people, now you can have high-speed internet. Yeah. Like not not dial not DSL, not twelve megabytes per second up. Yep, you can have a hundred and twenty megabytes per second up or download. Mm-hmm. That 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 stuff makes a difference. And yes, he's gonna profit off of it, but at least he's doing it. Yeah, you know he, he's not just taking in money and and talking about solutions and and doing nothing. Yeah, well. It- and see, that's the thing. Like, the profit is the motivator to get it done. And when you deal with government, there is no, what is the motivator? You know? But, and But he saw the long game, yeah. though. You know? Yeah, because that's going to be the, you know, that's going to, the sustainability and, I mean, that comp- his portfolio is so diverse, all the stuff he's involved with. So, Speed Electric Cars, I saw Polestar in the wild for the first time. How was it? It was, I saw, I was like, what is that? And then I said, I thought they looked cooler than that. I was kind of, I was kind of unimpressed. So maybe the color was wrong. It was like a dumb blue color. That's um, not a four star. It's not a four door sedan, is it? Um, I didn't even look at the I don't remember. What it was I think like. this one was a coupe. But I was passing it. But I could tell. I definitely knew it was a Polestar. I was like, oh, that's a Polestar. You passed it? Yeah. It must not be very fast. Yeah, well, it was stuck in the slow lane. No. So, you pass, you pass in the minivan. Yeah, <laughs> that makes it worse. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna so, say did you, did you pass it in the SUV. Yeah, <laughs> nope. So <laughs> pass it in the minivan. Ooh, yeah. it stings a bit. So, but yeah, I was unimpressed. I mean, it was like a dumb color too. I think maybe it was a different color. Would have been better. I was like, was it baby blue? Yeah, it was. It, it, was, it was dirty too. Oh, you so, gotta keep that clean. Yeah, you're gonna have a supercar. You gotta. 
Yeah. You got to make it presentable. Yeah. To the people. You're, yeah. you're, you're the lone representative. He's probably the lone representative of Polestar in our area. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it? I wonder if they're still sold at Volvo dealerships. Yeah, I don't know. Because wasn't Polestar was it? They look I, a lot like Volvos. So Polestar used to be to Volvo what AMG was to Mercedes. Yeah. And then and then well and then Mercedes just bought AMG outright and I don't remember I don't know if Volvo bought Polestar outright. Oh, uh, today was a two electric car, uh, obscure electric car day because I saw a BMW i3. Oh, which is like the dumbest car ever. God, that's the worst looking car I've ever seen. The, but I was behind it. Yeah. And the tires are so skinny, mm-hmm. but they're huge. They're like, it's got like 20 inch rims, but like the, the width of the tires, <laughs> it might be six inches. Like it's, <laughs> it's like, what, what is with those tires? It's I a tw- it was, 20 inch rim, uh, uh, five inches across. Yeah, I thought it was on, I thought it was sitting on a donut. <laughs> Oh my and god! And I, I pulled around. I was like, "No, that's." The, and I remember reading something about how it had those. I think Doug Dumiro did a thing on it. He's like, "He's got the dumbest uh, looking tires, and it does." The, so that i three is right up there with a smart car for me. It's the two dumbest cars on the planet. Yeah. What was yeah. the i Miev? Was that the that was a Mitsubishi, wasn't it? Th- yeah. The i it is like i dash m i e v. Yeah. Well, I mean, does Mitsubishi do they even say, still make cars anymore? You don't want to know what they do. And you want to know how I know? So, all right. We're so far off topic. Yeah, we're, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the timer like, wow. <laughs> we're, we're really off topic, and I don't really care. <laughs> so we went, on a, we went to a wedding this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And I used Costco. Again, not sponsored by Costco. Probably should be. Not sponsored, yeah. though. Uh, use Costco Travel. By the way, if you ever need rental cars, uh, the best prices are at Costco Travel. Um, so I, I... If you want to rent a Mitsubishi. Well, I'm getting to that, yeah. <laughs> so I rented what I thought was a full-size sedan. Mm-hmm. So you, with Costco, you get the one one bump upgrade. So it we went from mid-size to full-size. Yeah. I've got the full-size for the price of a mid-size. Awesome. Great. Uh, had an issue. A flight got canceled, so we had to go the next morning. By the time I got there, the car wasn't there. Now, when I called customer service the day before to make sure, like, oh, no, they'll hold the car for 24 hours. They did not hold the car for even 12 hours. Like, we were supposed to get in at, like, 7.30. No, 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 no. We were supposed to get in at 10 on Friday night. Instead, we got in at 7.30 Saturday morning. So they didn't hold it for 12 hours. Nine hours. (laughs) They didn't hold it at all. So we got. I got there, and she said, well, we really don't have anything. They fi- so they finally f- gave me a car. And he's like, okay, here's your car. It's in this spot. And over. I said, is it is it the same is it the same as a full-size sedan? And the mm-hmm. guy goes, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So I go, and it's like a Mitsubishi Outlander Sport. So it's the small CUV. Mm-hmm. So I go to the lady that's upstairs. I said, hey, uh, he said it was going to be a, a full-size sedan. And she goes, oh, no, no, he put you... He gave you an upgrade. He put you in a, 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 a midsize SUV. I mean, no, that's not midsize. That's small. Yeah. I, I can't, I can barely fit three suitcases in the bag. And she was like, no, no, that's an upgrade. That's an upgrade from a full size sedan. <laughs> so anyway, I started getting this thing. God, if honestly, dude, 
It felt like I was riding outside. That's how thin the doors were. <laughs> so, yes, Mitsubishi does still make cars, but whether they're good or not, probably not. I'm, I, I don't even know if there's a Mitsubishi dealership even around here. It's but. too bad they didn't have a Diamante. <laughs> Listen, man, that Diamante was awesome back like then. like a 7 Series. <laughs> that D, it, was spo- it was supposed to be like a, a, yeah. a large sedan fighter, man, yeah. back in the day. My dad always wanted one of those. <laughs> Never got one, but he always wanted one. Yeah. Um, so... What, we, what were we? We talked about gov- we were talking about government. Yeah, F- good RX. Not yeah. sponsored by them either. Who we are sponsored are by is uh, private internet access. Because by the way, if you do use good RX, they're probably going to try and sell your information. So uh, you're not going to be able to prevent that if you're using the good RX app. But if you're doing any other kind of online browsing or paying for other things online, be sure to use private internet access and get your uh, VPN for under two dollars a month. Keep that credit card information. Keep your private information safe, and uh, go on the dumb idea. Uh, go on dumbideapodcast.com. Click on our uh, private internet access link on the right hand side. Still thinking about a new name for the podcast. Hopefully, we figure that out in the next week or so, uh, and we will share it with you when we know. And we will see you next time. <laughs>